Hello, and welcome to Mattathias Reads the World, a crappy podcast family podcast. I join you here today from my special recording studio. Um, it's a wonderful, crowded workshop with a bunch of poorly organized tools um, accumulated over decades. Not by me. I just, you know, get to sit here to record podcasts. Um, and also, and this is my addition to the ambiance and decor, um, uh, for some reason, a church foyer couch that's just uh, in the middle of everything else. Um, have a, you know, tall tool shelf to my left-hand side and a deep freeze full of last summer's blackberries on my right-hand side. Um and I'm feeling good about the world. And I've come here today to uh, share with you um, some of the secrets of the afterlife. That is correct, listeners. Um, I am speaking to you as one from the land of the dead. Um, and have had some recent epiphanies about my status in this regard. Um, which I thought I would share with all of my good friends who listen to this podcast. Uh, so to begin with, um, I, a couple years ago, died and went on living. It's a strange experience. Um, generally would have to say, uh, Zero to five stars would not recommend, but uh, there's there's some some positive ongoing benefits that I'll I'll refer to later. So if it happens to you, just know, um, yes, um, dying and then remaining alive, um, yeah, feels terrible, but uh, there there are some potential future perks from the status you acquire in this way. Um, it's a story maybe I'll tell in more detail at some future point, um, but for, um, I think, reasons that I hope are fairly obvious, the memories of the time immediately preceding um, my demise and then uh, continued existence um, are not ones I particularly enjoy revisiting. Um, but we'll see. It is, it is a, a highly educational tale. Um, and at some point I may share it for the future amusement and edification of my dear listeners. But for today, I would like to discuss not the uh, facts of my death, but rather... Um, the facts of the afterlife. Um, so, um, I'll begin by saying that shortly after my death, when it was clear that I was in fact going to go on living, um, 
based on the general political circumstances of the world in which I found myself, I was fairly convinced that I had gone to the bad place. Um, which, you know, uh, to some degree made a fair bit of sense, given what I had just been through. Um, although, uh, I will say I think it would be somewhat unfair for the good Lord to punish me for failing at a task which he had by that point acknowledged to be, in fact, impossible to succeed at. Um, but that is neither here nor there. The fact is, I was um, in what I presumed to be the bad place, um, and thus, uh, you know, rolled up my sleeves and got to work as I generally do. Um, and I don't know, uh, for any of you who, uh, who have spent time in the bad place, I don't know quite what it looks like to you um, when you end up in the place where you go as a punishment for impertinence to the gods of this world. Um, but to me, the bad place generally appears as an endless dock on which I am searching for the ship to Tarshish um, while constant laughter um, pours down from above. Um, and to be honest, as, you know, as absolutely frustrating as the place is, I do love the sound of that laughter. But as it happens, I was in, you know, in that place and ran into Sisyphus, um, who, you know, lives there. And he and I go way back, um... Yeah, I've I've spent time with him for a while. Um and he taught me a thing or two back in the day. Um and he's the one who had showed me the way out the first time I was there, so I asked him if he had any tips. Um he's decided to stay there for good at this point. Um, but he still, he still knows a door here and there. Um, and he gave me some pointers. And I figured that at that point, um, I thought the door that he was pointing to was probably going to lead to the place of rest. And, um, I was, I will admit not particularly enthused by that prospect because I did not feel particularly restful or at rest. And so I spent a couple of months um, still on the dock, um, but trying to prepare myself spiritually and mentally uh, to enter the place of rest by learning how to rest. And this, my friends, is something which I remain terrible at. Um, yeah, contemplative meditation, not in fact my strong suit. Um, but I, I spent some months 
in preparation. And then I passed through the door which Sisyphus had pointed out. Um, and I've been on the other side of that door for a couple of months now. Um, and I was wrong. It was not a door to the place of rest, which is such an absolute relief because I really still think I was not very well prepared for that place. At some day, maybe, um, I'll try to keep learning practices that will prepare me to spend time in the place where I know I must someday go, um, at least for a while. But in the interim, I am very happy to report, dear listener, that I am in fact now in Valhalla. Um, and I love it here. My third grade self who loved the Vikings and the Norse myths and who could think of no higher honor than to serve as a Varangian guard in the Byzantine court would be so happy to know I have finally found my way to the great Mead Hall. Um, it is, I will admit, a little awkward to be here as a practicing Latter-day Saint. Um... But they have ginger ale um, here for me and um, some great homemade grape juice and fresh squeezed orange juice. And uh, well, I could go on. But suffice to say, the drinks are good even on the virgin end of the open bar um, here in the land of heroes. Um and there is a feast every day. Um, lately, it's been a lot of sourdough crepes and homemade French toast, um, challah French toast, and biryani, and sag alu, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the food, the food I I tell you is wonderful in the land of the dead. Um at least once you you found your way um found your way to the right right corners of the underworld. Um Oh, man. The meals here. I could go on. Um but the Feasting, feasting is only half the labor um, here in Valhalla, the least restful corner of the underworld, um, because the rest of the time is spent in combat and in feats of valor and strength. And yesterday that meant um, donning armor to uh, go to battle against three wasps' nests, which I fully vanquished and destroyed. Um, and having conquered the forces of chaotic evil, I was able to receive my reward in the form of further combat um, in my, my day job here in the underworld. 
as a software accessibility tester um, attempting to drag the department I work in by willpower, sheer willpower, into a state of software accessibility. Um, it's, it's a delight. It is truly noble combat. Um, that is an honor, an honor to me as a servant of the ever-slain king, the god whose eye is single, to fight for the glory of his name in these halls, to be able to rise each day, whether my combat has been victorious or whether I have been defeated, and to again strive in combat for the glory of the name of my king. Um, and then to feast, to feast um, with my brothers in arms and sisters in arms in these great and holy halls. And so there, my friends, I leave you um, for today with your report from the underworld. I wish you the best in whatever life or afterlife you are currently experiencing. Um, and I pray that those of you who desire the halls of valor may at some point find yourself as well um, sheltered within this feast hall. Uh, for it truly is a place of honor. This I say, amen. Imagine a musical interlude here for a few seconds. All right, now that we're through with that, I have realized, uh, my friends, that um, given that I have just provided you with my travel report from Hades and Valhalla, uh, where I am currently located, um, I ought to also offer you um, a Homeric ode in tribute to the one who sent me here. Um, so here goes. Sing, O muses, of the swift-footed Lord, wise as a serpent, harmless as doves, stronger than lions, brighter than flame. None shall vanquish him, for though they wound his hands and stab his side, yet with his bare foot he will crush the head of his enemy. His word is a two-edged sword, and he needs no other blade. He is a trickster king greater than Sisyphus, for while Sisyphus led himself forth from the land of the dead, my Lord entered into death 
and took control of it. He is a trickster king greater than Odysseus. For while Odysseus armored and armed with comrades at his back took the city of Troy by stratagem, my king entered the halls of his enemies naked, wounded, dead, with no armor and no weapon but the word of his mouth, and seized the keys of that place and broke all its gates and tore down its walls. He is a singer greater than Orpheus. For while Orpheus wrote a song which allowed him to walk the path out of the lands of the dead, my Lord has given those who serve him a song which exists always in our hearts and which redeems us from every woe. A song which in the end shall allow every man, woman, and child to walk the road out of the underworld and into the light. Praise him above all, for he is mighty to save, and his outstretched arm will vanquish all his foes. Praise him above all, for he takes captivity captive. He has broken all bands and bonds, and it is he alone who holds all keys of all kingdoms, principalities, and powers. And all those who rebel against him and his law will, will one day be brought to ruin at his hand. For he is mighty. For he is a man of war. For he is the greatest of all kings. And this I say to his name. Truly. Amen.